Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad Podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad, Anul Folat. Welcome to a very Halloween-esque episode. Today, we're talking about Virginia City, Nevada, which is a town that is right in the west of the state, sort of on the border of California. And it was an old gold and silver mining town that has since dwindled down to a population of about 780 people. Today we have as a guest Paula Burris, who is the founder of WIGS in Virginia City, Women Investigating Ghost Sightings. So I think this is a perfect episode for October. It also aligns with the peak tourism season in Virginia City. It is a place that has not changed much in terms of the architecture since the 1880s. It is a really fascinating place. Mark Twain spent some time there as well as a young journalist. So I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation with Paula Burris. Today I have a guest, Paula Burris, who is in Virginia City. And we're going to talk about uh, Virginia City today, which is um, has a lot of interesting history. It also has a paranormal history. Um, Paula is the founder of WIGS in Virginia City, which is Women Investigating Ghost Sightings. So um, I, I think... <laughs> I, I don't know how much more interesting I could make that because that just sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, but before we get into that, uh, I, I'm really curious about the history. I did do a quick just search on Virginia City because I didn't know anything about it before before we were going to speak. And a couple of what well, one name, one famous name popped out at me, and I thought it was really interesting that he had spent some some time there. So. Um, Thank you for being on the podcast. I guess uh, we can get started with, are you from Virginia City? And, and, um, or are you just a researcher who is fascinated with the city? Or how, how did you become associated with it, the town? I am not from Virginia City. Um, I'm originally from Oklahoma, but in a visit, it, it's like stepping back in time in Virginia City. Um, and it just got into my blood. I mean, it's the, the history is fascinating. Uh, when you walk the streets, you're walking wooden boardwalks, just like they were back in the 1800s. Um, and I mean, so much went on in the city. It's, it's pretty incredible. You should come visit sometime. I would, I would love to. I, I'm really just looking at the, the pictures. I'm, I'm fascinated by it as well, because it's this town that has a population of what 780 now right. uh, it was it's sort of on the border of california right so it's it's very west nevada right yeah we're about 45 minutes east of lake tahoe so half of the lake is in nevada half of the lake is in california and so how did this i guess i want to call it a town but is it a city? I, I mean, I guess it's called Virginia City, right? So it should be a city. Um, I, I, it's a very small city, I suppose. How did it come to be? You know, how, how did this city show up in this part of, of the West? It was um, the discovery of gold and silver that created, I mean, Virginia City in its peak, from my understanding, had 25,000 residents. At one point, it was the largest community in the state of Nevada. And I mean, the, the mining peaked. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of John Mackey. 
he was considered one of the Comstock kings and his, um, the Comstock load, which was the silver, uh, was bringing in, it produced $3 million a month for three years. Um, and that's how it got put on the map. Wow. And, and I guess around that time is when Mark Twain made his way to Virginia City. Yes. Right. And what what was his history like there? I mean, it was I, I know that there he was writing for a paper or he was doing something related to journalism, but I'm not quite clear on. I don't know the details of, of how he ended up there. You know, I'm. I think he was just kind of following the story. Um, he ended up working for a Territorial Enterprise, um, and that's where he made his name. Um, I heard he was quite uh, descriptive. If the story wasn't good enough, he would make it better. Uh, you know, um, just elaborating or creating a better storyline. Um, and and I don't really know a lot about Mark Twain. So I guess you know he's there. There's the gold and silver rush, and I'm assuming that either the gold runs out, right? Or there wasn't much gold there in the first place, uh, uh, you know? And then the town, if the population now is, you know, 700 something and from 25,000, seems like it just kind of slowly started to, to wither down, right? Uh, is that kind of what happened? Yes, it, it, they found far more silver than gold. And eventually the, the veins started running dry. Um, I mean, there's still some mining going on here today, but it's not in the uh, capacity that it was in 1859, 1875. Um, and, and people just started in fortune. And so as, as people, you know, leave and the, the town kind of shrinks. What happens to, you know, all of the, you know, 25,000 is a lot of, is a pretty sizable amount of people, especially is the terrain, is it desert or is it mountainous or is it sort of a mix of the two? It's, I'm just. Yeah, it's mountainous desert. Um, John Mackey, the Comstock King, he had water brought in from Marlette Lake, which is up by Lake Tahoe. Uh, that's where the water comes from. From the snow melt off at Lake Tahoe, there are flumes that bring that water here that they used for the mining. Um, and it's it's rough terrain. It can be rough weather-wise. Sometimes we get a tremendous amount of snow in the winter time. Um, and being that it's, I mean, it, oh, Reno is at 4,200 elevation and Virginia City's at 62. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and, and it's like, a, a, I think it's 20 miles. You make that climb in, in under 20 miles. So the roads are can be treacherous at times. So it, it, it's, it's a sort of a rough place, a rough environment to to make a town, right? To, to have a place. And so for people who are who were living there at the time, right, they're not gonna stay after 
uh, the, the prospects dry up, right? It seems like a difficult place to be. Yes, and, and most of the housing, it's like the front is on one street and the back is on the street below. They're, they're, they're tiered um, in a lot of places. And, and so I guess the, was the, the, the drain of the city, you know, the population drain, was that something that happened gradually or did it just, you know, in a, in a couple of years, just drop off completely? Or is that something that's been taking place over decades? It's something that's been taking place over decades. As, as you know, the mining left, um, places were abandoned. Um, they've deteriorated over the last hundred years. I'm fortunate in that the building that I work at is 146 years old and it's, it's standing strong. It was an old hospital. Interesting. And, and so... I guess, uh, you know, now we're in the sort of, if we're talking about today, um, what brings people to Virginia City today? You know, um, it does have a working, I, I just saw that it has, you know, it has a school, has an elementary school and a high school. So it's still active, right? It's not a ghost town by any means, I don't think. Um, but what brings you know outsiders there? Is it tourism? Is it is there other like industry that's happening nearby? We're definitely a tourist town. As far as people moving here, um, you either love it or you don't. Um, you you, I mean, we're still running like on propane up here, um, so you you have to be willing to work with that. A lot of people are so used to you know, your gas company, your national gas piping everything in, uh, a lot of wood burning stoves. So you have to be open to cutting firewood or buying firewood, you know, to get you through the winters. Um, but most of the residents um, just, it, it's just in their blood. They just love it here, you know, and, and it's a 30 minute drive to get to modern conveniences. Um, and you have to willing to you have to be willing to do that. So they're going either to the I guess the Tahoe area is probably the closest city area or Reno, Reno yeah. or Carson City. Reno um, or Virginia. Yeah, it's like the main road that goes through Virginia City. To the north is Reno. To the south is Carson City. Now I've driven across Nevada a few times, and I, I've been. You know, once you're out of, I, I I went to area, you know, outside of area 51, and I I took this sort of extraterrestrial highway trail, and I I um I loved it. I thought it was so you felt like you were detached from the entire, you know, of all civilization. So when you take these roads, you know, and then the town, the city is behind you, and you go out a while. There's nothing there although i mean yes there is the area 51 is there so there are people there you know but is it like that in virginia city so when you when you leave virginia city and you start driving out you know going to reno is it basically you know nothing in between or just to, to sort of paint a picture uh there are housing um developments in between um virginia city i mean it's it's rough terrain so you know there's still a lot of wide open spaces available which 
attracted me to the area. Um, so it's not quite like Area 51 where it's just desert. That's it. That's all you see. We have mountain. There's a lot of wildlife. We have the wild horses. We have deer. We have, you know, um, a lot of, of wildlife to enjoy. Um, so yeah, you, you have to be in a special state of mind to um, fall in love with the area because you're going to work for first step. You're going to work to, you go for a big grocery run, you know, and you buy what you need because you can't just run to the store in 10 minutes. It takes you a half an hour either way, you know. Wow. So I guess in town, you just have like convenience store type we have a couple of little markets yeah you know so, there's like you know it's 800 people max as far as residents go um a lot of them are business owners who have a business on c street so they're reliant upon tourists um october is kind of like our last big hurrah of the year and then everybody kind of goes into winter mode um we don't get a lot of traffic because it's, uh, especially California people aren't used to driving in snowy conditions um, and black ice and things. And, and the road can be very intimidating. And so what brings people to, to Virginia City? So, you know, if, if we're thinking somebody's listening and they're like, I, okay, I haven't heard of Virginia City, but it seems interesting. How, you know, what would bring them there and how would they plan that trip so would they stay in virginia city or are there hotels nearby or is it something that you do as a day trip kind of from reno or somewhere nearby it's definitely a day trip from reno if you're staying there but we do have hotels um some of them are more, more modern than others actually we have one modern hotel the rest of them are from 1875 the buildings and they're still structured in the way that they were um and we have four or five different places plus we have uh some bed and breakfasts that are uh in incredible it's a great experience it's, it's like i said it's like stepping back in time if you were fascinated with the old west this is your opportunity to um, kind of had that have that experience, you know. Being my age, I grew up in with the Bonanza television show, and you know, part of that it, they were always going to Virginia City, so that was part of what drew me. Oh my God, I get to go where the Cartwrights went. Um, but it, it's like once you see it, I mean, it's so different and so interesting to be able to see how things were back in 1859 when it was established or 1876 after the great fire and everything was rebuilt. Um, it, it's just going back in time. If you're a history buff or, you know, you get to go down into mines, there are mine tours that you can take. Um, a lot of history, just a lot of history. And most of the people in Virginia City are uh, compelled to learn more, uh, especially about their building that they may have their business in. Um, and they're always willing to share it with uh, the tourists. Wow. And so you know, we talk about these old 
the buildings, historic buildings that have been in there and the, you're in the old hospital, I guess. Um, so, you know, is that, are there, is there like a modernization happening to those buildings? Are they protected or is the whole town basically, you know, like this? Or is, there, is, is it a section of town, I guess is what I'm asking. Um, the main street, well, the majority of it is historical. Um, I mean, most of the buildings were either established prior to 1875 or rebuilt in 1875 after the Great Fire. Um, it took out quite a bit of the city itself, but by 1880, it was built right back up. Um, and of course, they've had to come be brought up to code, uh, wiring, electrical wiring, plumbing, sprinkler systems, things of those, that nature. But for the most part, they keep the buildings as original as possible. A lot of them are, are registered with the Historical Society, which helps to maintain that historic um, piece to the, to the city. And what... Do you have an idea of what life was like for those people who were there in the 1880s and 90s? You know, what was the daily life like? I mean, this seems like in those days, even, you know, it's it doesn't seem that long ago, but I mean, it would be pretty on the, you know, isolated, right? Like, I, I, you know, it, it's still a pretty wild environment. It's still isolated in terms of, you know, if there's a snowstorm, you know, in those days, getting to the nearest city is going to be very treacherous or impossible. What was the daily life like for, for people in those days? It, they were hardworking people. Um, they had to have enough wood. If it was a brutal winter, a lot of times they would run out of wood. Uh, luckily, the, the railroad um, was here. Uh, it, it ran to Carson City. I believe it ran to Reno at one point uh, where they were able to get some supplies. Um, but just, I mean, every road is a hill, a hill, like 45 degree, to, you know, climb. Um, and to imagine having to walk that every day. These were some hardy people far better shape than I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I guess now, if we're, we're thinking about, this is a very old town, very old historic buildings. We touched upon it in the beginning, but it, you know, and part of the reason I assume that October is a big month there is because of the lore and because of the, the history. And of course, because of the, the ghost stories Right, that that come out of a place like this, just um, you know, some some place that's so old and has seen so much history and and tragedy as well. Um, what I, I guess I'll go back to starting. What what is the director of the uh, you know paranormal activities? Uh, you know, what does that entail? As you know, I've every building that I've been in has activity. Um, for me, paranormal kind of gets back to whatever your beliefs are, what your spiritual beliefs are, because there are some people who don't believe in ghosts. Um, being Native American, we 
call upon our ancestors all the time. So there's no doubt that these spirits can come in and out of this plane. Um, there's a lot of theories that time is, there's parallels that some energies learn to go back and forth in between. Um, for example, where I, I am at St. Mary's Art Center, it's an old hospital. So I feel that these, these spirits here, the miners, um, most of them were alone. So even though they may have been injured or ill, while they were here, they would be taken care of by the Daughters of Charity, which uh, they're very compassionate uh, women. And so even though it wasn't the best time, it was a good time because they were being nurtured. They were being taken care of. And I think they maybe revisit that time. Um, the Washo Club had the Millionaires Club in it. You had to be a millionaire to be a member. And they were making millions overnight. They were also losing millions overnight. And some of those people took their lives and maybe they were afraid to be destined to purgatory or something, you know, back to the spiritual belief. Um, so they just stayed here as opposed to going south. Um, you know, it's it's just active. If, uh, you know, when I get there, I'll come and let you know, Anil. You know? <laughs> I'll whisper in your ear at night, Anil, it's Paula. <laughs> it's so cool over here. You know? <laughs> and, and so are there famous you know, stories or famous spots in the, in the city that have stories associated with them or, or occurrences that are frequent that maybe visitors see or come across often? Yes. Um, uh, Piper's Opera House, um, they, they say that John Piper has been seen there. Um, I don't know all of their spirits, um, because I do everything here in this building. I've been to the Washoe Club. You know, they get activity of poker games. You can hear the chips. You can hear, you know, you smell cigar smoke. Um, Mackey Mansion, where John Mackey lived, um, he has been seen as well as a child. There's a little girl there, supposedly. Um, I mean, it's everywhere. It, it, it truly is everywhere, you know, and if that was their best time, if you get to revisit a time that you were walking on this plane, how cool is that, you know? Um, yeah, let's go. Let's visit it. They're still partying at the Washoe Club. They're still uh, doing nursing here. We have a room where the surgery was located in 1860 or 1876, and I've seen Shadow go in and out of that room for the last 12 years. You know, I hear the voices of them talking. I think they're still working. They're still doing what they loved. And is it, is it, you know, is it creepy? Like, especially at night, you know, if you're, when you're leaving the, for the day or something, is it, is it spooky or is it like you're just sort of used to hearing and seeing these things, you know? I'm used to hearing and seeing these things. I, when I walk into the building in the morning, I say good morning. And when I leave at night, I tell them good night. You know, 
I just treat them as if I would treat you if you were hanging out here. Um, I have slept in this building um, and been the only person in the building. And that was a little intimidating in the beginning when you hear boot steps coming up the staircase um, and you know nobody's in there. You know, it, it, it'll startle you, but for the most part, everything is good here. And I, that's good to hear. I, 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 I can imagine that would throw people off, especially even just being alone in such an old building where you can hear probably everything, you know, I just imagine long hallways, you know, these sort of big open rooms, just sort of, you know, um, now for, for visitors coming, we're staying at the hotels, are there, are there any good hotels which are, you know, where there are frequent sightings or which are haunted where people might want to go stay specifically or, or avoid, <laughs> I guess, depending on <laughs> how scared they want to get. Right. Um, you know, they all have their activity. We have a, the Silverland is the most modern hotel. It actually has an elevator, <laughs> you know, which most of them are just stairs. Um, but it was built close to where uh, Chinatown used to be. And so in their lower floors, there has been activity. If you want truly historic, um, there's the Silver Queen, which is right in the heart of Virginia City. The Gold Hill Hotel is about five miles south of Virginia City in Gold Hill, and they're both very active. Um, and then there's some smaller motels that claim paranormal activity, but I have not stayed in them to exhibit or experience it myself. But I believe that they're just everywhere. They don't have to be anywhere. It doesn't have to be nighttime for them to show themselves or for you to hear them and see them. Um, it's whenever they decide to participate and be a part of your day. And, you know, is, is there a reporting system where, you know, like if somebody sees or hears something in the town, they report it back to you or you can compile them or is it more you know sort of anecdotal that you just it's, it's a small place so you you tend to to hear them you know word gets around fast kind of thing word gets around fast um doing what i do with the paranormal we have what we kind of refer to as a paranormal community and we all interact with each other we all support each other's events and and things of that nature and, you know, and, and we share experiences. And then of course there's social media that um, people will, will post video or, or audio recordings of picking up voices or, you know, apparitions. Um, so it, it gets around, it gets around. Uh, I mean, Travel Channel has been here numerous times they rank Nevada number two as far as being haunted, uh, number two in the United States. California's uh, number one. I'm not sure how that works, but okay. <laughs> I was thinking it might be Alaska. I don't know why I thought Alaska might be on the list. I thought it was going to be Georgia, like Savannah, wow. you know, um, East Coast, simply because it, they were established long before our places out here 
Um, but right now we'll take number two. That's okay. <laughs> and and uh, so yeah, maybe maybe the 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 ghosts or spirits are competitive. You know, they're like, oh, we we, we need to <laughs> to start making more noise. Um, so how you know when you come to Virginia City, is it is it a a trip where you stay like how would you plan that trip for for people who are in the area like a one-day thing or you know a three-day or five-day um, how, how I would you... definitely do an overnight at least um, a day trip you know Virginia City kind of rolls the sidewalks up uh, at dusk six o'clock you, you, you you'll find one restaurant open you know if you hadn't eaten you're gonna have pizza you know, because that's all there is. Um, but I would try to make a weekend out of it. Uh, definitely rent. Well, I like the history. So I would stay in the older hotels. I would ask them, you know, do you have a haunted room that, you know, I want that room. You know, that's where I want to stay. Um, and Virginia City is small enough that you're able to take the tours uh there's a lot of there's walking tours bats in the belfry does uh, a nice walking tour that covers most of, of c street which is the main street and uh takes you down to mackie mansion tells you some of the things that that they've been able to research and find out that happened um i mean a lot of things have happened here you know yeah. And so I, I, I'm, I'm interested, you know, I guess as we sort of wrap things up, it, that what your take is on the, the paranormal. You said everybody kind of looks at it through their own lens. Do you have your own sort of personal take on what might be happening or, you know, uh, how this activity relates uh, to the city? Like I said, if, if in fact, when we cross over, if we have the ability to revisit uh, certain time frames. Um, that, that I think is what's going on, or it was such a good time that they chose not to leave. They, they're still living it. Um, I mean, time is, is a strange thing. And, you know, you have like residual hauntings, which is like a tape recording on the timeline on, on in time that it happens every day at the same time. You'll see a woman walking up the stairs or you'll hear the footsteps or you see a shadow going into the surgery room. Um, and then you have the ones who actually interact. And for me, that's my favorite part is getting actual communication, using the tools and, and asking questions and have them validate um what who they are when they were here you know it's like the the art center was a hospital from 1876 to 1942 so it was run by the daughters of charity until 1897 and then story county took it over and ran it until 1942 you know trying to find out was it a hospital when you were here um I don't bring up death. I just, you know, it's like, I don't ask, did you die here? I just ask them if they remember leaving the hospital. 
and go from that point. Um, we have children here uh, because they had a children's ward and um, the kids, they love to interact. Um, you come here and, they'll, and I'll, I'll give you a ghost hunt, okay? And, and I'm, I'm totally in, I, you've, you've piqued my curiosity. I, I really wanna you know, come and visit. It seems like a place that even if you don't see anything paranormal, there's so much history and there's tours and there's you know, nature, there, there's just all of these things to do there. Um, which, you know, on top of, you also might stay at a really haunted place and see something that, that will be just a story that, you know, you'll take with you. Um, yeah. um, the wild horses, people like stop on the road because they've never seen a wild horse. And we have um, large bands of them that just walk through the streets. You know, uh, here at the Art Center, we have a, a large lawn in front of the building and they come up and graze pretty much every afternoon, uh, bring the babies up to take a nap, you know, and I mean, it's a great photo op. Um, everything up here is, is really worth your time. If you like history, if you wanna try to imagine what it was like back in the 1800s. Uh, the cemetery is fascinating. Um, as Virginia City grew, you know, they, in the old days, they used to bury grandma in the backyard. But as the, the city grew, they were interring those bodies and moving them to what is now the Silver Terrace Cemetery. Um, and it's, it's phenomenal with the old 1800s headstones, the markers. Um, it, uh, it, it, there's just so much to see. There really is. Wow. That, well, I, I guess we'll, I wanna wrap things up with a, you know, do you have a personal story or encounter, something that you think is unique or that's touched you, you know, in terms of paranormal activity that you've seen or, or something that occurred that, that maybe, you know, just really surprised you or you weren't expecting? I've had a couple um, in a room with two other women doing an investigation, running a voice recorder and picking up a man's voice. We were in a room that um, is, we call it the way it was room. It, it is remnant to how it looked back in the day. Um, and when it was a hospital, that's where they would hold the mentally unstable people until they could transport them to a proper facility. So it's got the iron bars on the window um, and we picked up a man's voice and it says, hey, you guys, can you help me out? Well, <laughs> and, and you know, it's like, I heard it at the time because I was listening. I had headphones hooked to my uh, voice recorder. And it was like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, wow. And, and I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's an adrenaline rush when, when you get that. Um, we have one spirit that likes to play blackjack. Uh, we use dowsing rods that um, you can ask yes or no questions. You could ask them to cross the rods for their response. 
So he crosses the rods when he wants to hit his hand. Um, and he's pretty good. And we had him move his card. It moved a good quarter of an inch, like he was tucking it under the chips that um, it catches you by surprise, but it's like the coolest thing, you know? Wow. So we're always looking for, for those opportunities. We have a lot of experiments that we do. We set up different things and try to get the spirits to move them without anybody touching them because everything we do can be challenged. If you're not there, um, I mean, especially with today's technology, you know, uh, people do challenge it. And whatever, (laughs) (laughs) join me and and experience it yourself. And are there tours that people can join you on that, that, you know, they can go and try to see some of these things for themselves when they're in town? Yes. Yes, um, I do daily tours. If they want a paranormal tour, that that can happen. I do a monthly investigation. That's two hours or four hours, depending upon the people. And then twice a year, I do a fundraiser for the Art Center where we do overnight uh, investigations. So you actually rent a room, you sleep here, and we set up all the, the cameras and we have all the gadgets. Um, and... You can investigate uh, as long as you can stay awake. Um, that one's coming up. I run it uh, Halloween weekend. So that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if they go to our website at uh, stmarysartcenter.org, they can purchase tickets for that. Pick the room that uh, suits them best for however many people they, they plan on coming with. Um, and pretty much the entire town sets up something like that. Bats in the Belfry does a walking tour every weekend. Uh, I think they stop at the end of October. Mackie Mansion runs tours. You can set up uh, investigations there. Um, and the Washington Club has uh, daily tours that are pretty much all paranormal. Um, so, yeah, that, that opportunity is there for you pretty much any time. Great. And so if you could say the site one more time where people can, you know, visit to learn more, plan their trip. You know, if they check the Virginia City website, that one is a great one for the town overall. Um, If they want to tap into me, they can go into uh, stmarysartcenter.org and the list of, of they can actually book a tour and everything right there through the website. Um, or they can reach out to me, uh, Paula Burris on Facebook. Um, and I usually post there any event that I have coming up. Um, in March, I do a paranormal painting pajama party where we it's the same thing. You rent a room, you stay the night. We just ask you to paint uh your perception of a spirit or your favorite room or whatever and then we have an art contest and the winner of the art contest gets a free room the next year you know so you know and and, you know it's like generating monies for a, a lot of these these buildings um it's it's pretty pricey to maintain them uh especially if they're registered with the historical society is you have to do it 
in a certain way to keep it historical. Well, I I really uh, appreciate your time. I'll leave links, you know, in the in the show notes where people can can come and check out all the the different ways to find you and to learn more about the town and to hopefully plan their next trip. They're in the area. It, by the time this episode goes out, it's going to be perfect time for October. I mean, this is yeah. You know, we usually do a, a separate Halloween episode. This is a nice sort of uh, introduction to that episode where we where we pick out different weird stories from around the world uh that that we do on halloween so this is a great uh sort of tie into that nice. um, and you've definitely made virginia city somewhere that i want to visit i honestly didn't know about it and now it just seems like a place next time i'm in that area that i would love to visit because it just seems so fascinating you you should you i think you will enjoy it um and you have my contact information now. I will show you everything. I will be your personal tour guide if you'd like that, you know. And we can definitely do some ghost hunting. Um, I, it, I would love that. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. If anybody's in the area on Halloween night, we have um, a parade that day. Uh, the kids are, are involved with that. And... Um, the merchants on C Street stay open and hand out candy, so it's a safe environment for the kids. Here at the Art Center, we we have a big studio room that we set up games and and candy and, and do little art projects for them, so it's a safe place for them to be. Come on up. Wow. It, 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 sounds, it sounds like a lot of fun. Halloween is a great time for travel, I think. There's so many great places to go and visit and activities yeah yeah true story i know that uh mackie mansion has a haunted house that you can walk through there's another little place called uh the ghost town that is a walkthrough thing that people can do uh kind of like a little haunted house um here at the art center we do the actual ghost hunting it's it's not a haunted house where people are going to jump out at you <laughs> you know yeah thank you so much paula i'll definitely take you up on that uh next time i, I i'm in the area and, and visit virginia city um thank you for your time i hope you have a great uh halloween season as sort of the tourist season you know it hits peak for you guys uh and and thank you again for your time my pleasure Neil. it's really nice meeting you Thanks, Paula, for being a guest on the Fox Nomad podcast. And thank all of you for listening and for your five-star reviews, wherever you happen to get your podcast. Also, as a reminder, we're going to start uploading the videos of these podcasts on the Fox Nomad YouTube channel. If you are not already a subscriber or a member there, all you have to do is go to YouTube and search for Fox Nomad. Click the subscribe button, and then you will start getting the video version of these podcasts that you can uh, view and watch. And we'll be uploading some of the ones from last season as well. So keep an eye out for that. Anyway, until the next episode, I hope you have a great rest of your day.